Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Red X family, friends, followers, customers, audience members. I'm your host, Stability and Opportunity Podcast. Back from vacation, got a little bit of beard growth here, a little bit of gray showing the world how old I actually am, if it's not already apparent, with another fantastic, spectacular guest, one of my friends, one of the best real estate agents I know personally, who's going to come on here and share a whole bunch of things that are going on in his life, in his visit, business that he's doing to stay positive and productive during these uncertain times. The Mr. Fantastic, James Shelby from Temecula, California. James, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me back. And I'm looking forward to uh, chopping it up with you and Andrew. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, one thing before we get started for everybody returning, welcome back, Robert. Welcome back, Amanda. Hey, Pat, everybody who's been coming and watching the shows over and over again. I thank you guys so much for continually showing up, showing us your support. We love helping you out. And so this is full engagement. This is not a spectator sport, as I say at the beginning of every episode. So just don't sit by and let us talk without you involving yourself in this conversation. And so the more questions you ask, James is going to be here to help answer them. And so if anything comes to mind while he's talking, please pop it into the chat log. I'll see it. I'll share it. I'll ask James, and I'm sure you're going to love his answer. Uh, as well as if you're watching this right now on Instagram, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, if you're watching this right now on Facebook, make sure you go to theredx.com forward slash blog and wait for the pop-up. Put your name and email address in there because that's going to be a great way to stay in touch with you as new episodes come out, as well as things like the script ebook video, which just got released and has a whole bunch of great information that we pull from these episodes that you're not going to want to miss. And so, James... Um, Let's bring you into the conversation by first getting a little bit of history on how you got into the game, uh, a little bit about yourself, things that you think if the audience knew would be great for them to help understand where we're going in today's conversation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got into real estate in 2013. Um, I was working for a family business before that, installing auto glass, just manual labor. Um, and for probably the first year, I, I did both at the same time, like many people, you know, I, I dove into real estate, but I, I still had family mortgage bills and, uh, I still had to learn the game. So my introduction to real estate was kind of through buying my first home. Um, that was kind of mm -hmm. how I figured out how it all worked, how real estate agents got paid. Um, I've been working full time since I was like 15 years old. So, you know, I had only known really one industry, one type of job, and uh, when I started learning about real estate, it was intriguing, and this was during a time when the market was in, absolutely in the toilet, <laughs> so it was an interesting time to get started, but uh, I learned a lot, and, and here I am seven years later, still doing I, it. Yeah, you know what? I don't think you're doing a good justice to the story. I've heard such <laughs> a, a fantastic, more let's just say illuminating version of it. I mean, you hustled, you defined hustle, you give hustle the definition. 
And so just take us into that first year of really what it was like, because I think that adds to not that you need credibility, but agents always need to hear stories of grit. And right now, if there was ever a time to hear a story of grit, to give them context, <laughs> this would be a great opportunity. I, I appreciate that. No, you're, you're too kind. I, I think, um, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot about finding my own home at first. And, and I think um, during that time, there was, you know, there's a lot of short sales, a lot of people losing their home and, and kind of my introduction to learning how to get listings was finding empty homes while I was out working my other job. And I, I would drive around and I would find these homes that were run down, that were clearly empty, the, mo the lawns hadn't been mowed. Um, and I would go knock on the door, you know, and I'd, I'd talk to the owner. And I, I wasn't even a licensed agent at, at that time yet. Um, but uh, it kind of taught me just how to conversate with, with individuals that were in a tough spot and kind of have a tough conversation um, about their home. And, and again, I, I didn't even have my license at that point. I was just looking for my own home. And I was kind of doing a lot of the work that maybe my, my agent should have been doing. But I, I think it was a blessing in disguise. And, and to my agent's credit, she said, hey, you know, you're finding a lot of these listings. And I, I would go to her with the address and I would say, hey, look, I just talked to this person. They are going through the foreclosure process. You know, is there any way we might be able to snag this one? Because, again, I was still just looking for my own home. And sometimes that's, you know, your own, you're, you're sometimes as a buyer, you can be more motivated than your agent sometimes, which is, I, I even see that these days, you know? And, and so, um, I guess, you know, I'm going on a tangent here, but another thing that I would do that led into kind of this hustle that you were speaking about is, you know, when I would finish my nine to five job, I'd go out and door knock. Uh, this is after I got my license, and I would just start door knocking. That was my first introduction into, I guess, what you call prospecting. You know, I didn't even know about Red X at the time or, or any of these services where you can call these people. I was just out, you know, knocking on the doors, and that's actually how, how I got my first deal was, was through door knocking. Yeah, and – so the mindset behind that, I think if you could unpack that for everyone, what was it like inside your head? What did you tell yourself? And what was the the fears and I would say opportunities that you used to counterbalance those two? Well, you know, most people watching this, I'm assuming are agents. So, you know, I'll start with, with the fear. I guess, you know, there's always a fear to talk to people that you don't know. There's always the fear of rejection. There's always the fear of I don't know what to say. Um, what if they do say, yes, I want to sell my home, <laughs> you know, what if, uh, what if, you know, I get the door slammed on my face? You know, the, the fear I think is the toughest part of it. Um, but all the agents watching know exactly what the rainbow is at the end of the, the, or the, uh, gold at the end of the rainbow. And that's, you know, for a better word, money, you know, we're all in this to make a living. And so I think when I, when I was a person that was getting paid, you know, I think I was getting paid $25 a job or something like that at the time. And I'd maybe do seven jobs a day. It was like a busy day. And when I went from that to realizing that if I help this person buy or sell a home, I'm going to get four, five, six thousand, seven thousand dollars 6000 $7,000. That was, that was enough 
to get me over the fear, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, and, and I had, a, a like I said, a mortgage, two kids, a wife. You know, when you have those things right in front of you and they're depending on you, uh, it can be a great motivator. So um, there was definitely the fear, but the motivation to provide for my family and not just provide, but to provide an extraordinary life that we were not at the time living uh, was a huge uh, motivation to get over that fear. You know, and, and, and another thing that helps is self-confidence. So very early and very often I started teaching or, or learning through, through teaching such as podcasts like this great one here. I hired a coach within my first year and a half in the business. And when you have the confidence and you, and you learn what to say and how, how to get over these objections that you're getting and, and, and how to handle the rejection, you, with confidence, you're going to have, or, or with, with rather, learning is going to give you the confidence, and the confidence is going to give you the motivation uh, to, get over, to get out there and, and get past your fears. So the more you can learn, the more confident you'll be because you'll know what to say. You'll know the objection handlers. So, so when the, I always recommend learn, learn quickly and, and fail quickly because once you've got the door slammed in your face, you're going to realize, that's yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And once you know what to say, you're going to realize, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I know what to say. That's going to give you the self-confidence to uh, get out there and make it happen, whether it's on the phone or door knocking. Could you paint a picture of what your first, second, and third years of production looked like? Yeah. I, first year was next to nothing. Um, I think I did maybe one or two deals because uh, I didn't want almost simultaneously. So I was working, I was working on the house and, and so on. But my first year, I, I maybe did a handful of deals. Second year, I was up to, I think, 19 in my second year. And then the third year, I, I believe I hit 27, something like that. And it's just grown every year. But um, there is a time, you know, when you plateau, you know, plateaus in your business and for a while that plateau for me was that kind of 30 30 to 35 mark and then now now I've kind of hit this you know 60 60 deal mark and, and we're working on getting past that now but you know it's important to remember that no matter what level you're at in the business you're going to hit plateaus you've got to you've got to figure out a way to get past them yeah that's that's a great setup for the next question I have is there's plateaus and I would say there's roadblocks and maybe they're the, they're the same right now as you get to a plateau and then you reach a roadblock. And I feel like maybe that's where your business and a lot of businesses like yours are at right now. And so question number one is, what do you do when you reach a plateau? And the second question is going to be is, what are you doing to get over roadblocks? I mean, I think the first thing you have to do is sit down and take a look at what you're doing on a daily basis. You know, is everything that you are doing on a daily basis and the actions that you're taking and maybe the actions that you're not taking, are they either going to get you where you need to be or are perhaps they preventing you from getting where you need to be? So I think self-analysis uh, and, and an, an analysis of your business um, from a day-to-day -day standpoint. You know, it's easy to take a broad look at things and say, oh, well, we did this amount of, of deals and maybe we made this amount of calls. But when you really narrow it down, what are you doing 
minute by minute, hour by hour. And, and you kind of have to take a, um, a look at that and say, hey, what can we cut out? Where can we trim the fat? You know, where's the distraction? What, where, what is taking up our time? What, what, what's taking away from dollar producing activity? So I think you can start with yourself um, and, and figure out what you need to do differently to reach the next level. I, I hope that answers kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. What did you discover in yourself at all the different plateaus? It always comes down to distraction for me personally. Everyone's different. But um, I'm easily distracted, and you know they always say where your focus or where your uh, where your focus goes, energy flows. I think that's the term, something like that. So, you know, it, what are you focusing on? And, and there is, whenever you have a successful uh, real estate agent or or someone that builds a team, a lot of times I've found, and I don't necessarily want to say this is a bad thing because this is. Uh, this is a kind of trademark for, for entrepreneurs, but they're always looking for something else, you know? And um, sometimes, you know, when you have success, you're looking for what the next thing is. And I, and I think there's some good parts of that and there's some bad parts of that. Sometimes you have to just double down on what's working rather than always looking for a quicker, easier way or what, what's, what other business can I start on the side? Well, while I do think those are important and, and you've got to always think about what's next because especially when you're getting uh, in, real, in real estate, it's always about kind of where's the next deal coming from. So it is important to think, hey, what's next, what's next? But you've got to also remember where the bread is buttered, so to speak, and remember that, you know, don't get distracted. Just focus on what's working and, and, and double down on it. Great. And if you could maybe illuminate some details there on uh, what sure. has distracted you and what you keep coming back to that's bread and butter. So, I mean, distraction can be, you know, from taking calls, you know, if you're, I'm a big, big proponent of prospecting. We talk about it all the time. Um, most agents that are, are highly successful, there's some form of prospecting, whether they go out and door knock, whether they just call their past clients in sphere or whether they're calling, you know, just listed, just sold, expired, et cetera. Um, making sure that that solid, whatever it is for you, hour, two hour, three hour, five hour, whatever it is for you, making sure that that's all you're do doing during that time. And, and I've found through the years, you know, it's easy to get distracted taking client calls during that time, you know, jumping on social media during that time, you know, do, doing all these things that take your focus away from the end goal, which is finding a new client. And, and sometimes, you know, you add, add up 15 minutes here, you add up 20 minutes there, you jump off your prospecting to answer a, a client call and before you know it, 45 minutes goes by. And then, and then you multiply that times four or five days a week, you know, four weeks a month and, and so on. Yeah, you know, Mike Ferry, he, he's one of my mentors, one of the coaches that I've had through the years. And you know, he said, create it, create the perfect schedule. If you can stick to it 75% of the time, you're doing good. So it's not about being perfect, but it's about putting in the effort to, to stick to your schedule. And that's, you know, that's one of them. I mean, the, the other distractions I've had is just, you know, always searching for that, that magic, uh, lead generation tool, you know, that, that Zillow leads or this or that, and you get so distracted and not, not only distracted, but it costs you money. 
You know, you're focusing all this money and time and, and effort into that. And for me personally, the juice has just never been worth the squeeze. So, um, you know, not getting distracted with, with those types of tools uh, and, and refocusing on what I know has worked for me. Uh, both those things have been, you know, huge and getting back on track and getting past that plateau. Yeah, I want to get on to what you're putting your attention on right now. I love the theme that we've discovered, right? The word is focus, right? Let's zoom in on it. Put my little goggles on here. Uh, but before we get into that, you're such a chill dude, man. How do you stay <laughs> so calm? How do you stay so chill? You know, what is it? Have you always been this way? I think some some of it is probably just demeanor, um, nature over nurture type of thing. But another thing I've learned is through the years, I used to really stress out about deals, you know, for, especially the first couple of year, years in my in the business. It, you know, is the deal falling apart? My client's mad. You know, the seller's mad, the, the buyer's mad, whatever. And, uh, you know, you can get easily wrapped up in the emotion of the transaction. Um, but again, I mean... I got to give credit where credit's due back, back with Mike Ferry. He's always said, remove the emotion from the transaction. We as the agent have to be the lighthouse in the storm of the transaction. And, and, you know, I know that's, that sounds like it gives us a little more credit maybe than we deserve, but it's true. You know, you have a two parties going through one of the biggest uh, transitions of their life. You know, someone selling a home and moving, they might be moving across the state. They might be, you know, getting a divorce. I mean, who knows why they're moving? But most of the time, there's there's emotion involved, um, and and the same is true on the buyer side. This might be the first time they've ever bought a home. They're about to take on this mountain of debt that they've maybe never done before, and and they're stressed out too. So the last thing the buyer or the seller needs is an agent that's stressing out and freaking them out because it can sometimes take a small problem that they're already stressed about and escalate. And, and one of the, the things I always tell my, my two agents I have on my team, because they'll, they'll stress out about things, and, and I tell them, look, a month from now, you will forget, you won't even think about what's going on right now. Mm. And, and that's something I've had to tell myself. I, there's been times where maybe I made a mistake or you know, maybe there was a mistake made that wasn't my fault, but now we've got to figure out a, a way around it. And and just I always just remember, a month from now, this isn't going to matter. You know, so that that helps me stay calm, just knowing that this is just a, a temporary thing, and everyone's going to get over it. So I I have to tell myself to stay calm, but I do it not only for for me, but for everyone involved in the transaction because it, no one likes an agent that's freaking out <laughs> and it doesn't help so focus is sounds like where your energy what, what was the, the statement where your focus <laughs> goes your energy goes or uh, where your now now i'm screwing up where your focus goes your energy flows yeah energy flows um yes so your focus is right here and let's get it to flow right here. So for our audience right now who's watching this live, some of these agents are in California. Some of these agents are in New York. Some of these agents are in areas that are heavily impacted by today's circumstances and conditions. And because you've, I don't want to put you on the spot and say you've become a master, but you've definitely become uh, 
a level of expertise that has allowed you to transition into um, a position of authority for a lot of agents in your local market. I've seen your Facebook and your Instagram and all the love you get there. Um, what are you doing? What advice do you have to our audience in those areas? Help them stay focused on things that are going to build their psychology, build their financials, build their, their future assets. So in regards to kind of what's going on with the pandemic and everything, is that, is that? Absolutely. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's important, a couple different things. So hopefully, and, and I say hopefully because, and, and this doesn't only apply to people that I'm going to talk about now, but hopefully you've, you were developing some sort of momentum over the past couple of years, because I would even say almost more so or equal to the boom of 2004, five, six, we have been experiencing one of, if not the best times to ever be in our profession as, as real estate agents. Uh, I truly believe that over the past five years, um, rates have never been lower. Uh, the amount of assistance for buyers has never been greater as far as down payments and things like that. So hopefully as an agent over the past couple of years, you've been developing some momentum. Um, and, and if you haven't, that's okay. The, the same rules will apply, but do whatever you can to keep that momentum going. Do not allow this pandemic to, to put up a brick wall in front of your momentum. And you might think, well, I can't go out and do showings or I can't you know, do this or that, but nothing is stopping you from picking up the phone and talking to your clients, your past clients, your leads that you've hopefully generated over the past couple months prior to this. Um, nothing is stopping you from reaching out to everyone that you know, because you've got nothing but time right now. No one can say, I don't have time right now. You have nothing but time. So first and foremost, I would say, try to do everything you can to keep the momentum going through conversation with your clients. And the second thing is in, in most states, and, and I'm in California, which has been one of the strictest states uh, when it comes to the whole stay at home order, things are still moving. Um, uh, showings are, we're, we're, essential, we're essential property. People are still listing property. I, I went on a listing appointment. I had a mask, I had gloves on, and, and that home is now in escrow. You know, so things are still moving. Um, is it tougher? Yes, it is. It is uh, are people a little more gun shy right now? About maybe putting in an offer or uh, listing them. Yes, you're going to get those objections. But a couple things that I would suggest, aside from just making sure that you stay in touch with everyone, get comfortable with doing the things that maybe made you feel uncomfortable over the past couple of years. And a lot of times, people have been saying. And, and we've all been hearing it from the top agents. You got to do video. You got to do video. You know, you got to make some videos. You got to put them out on social media. And a lot of agents are, I'm, I, I'm, that's not for me. I'm, I'm just going to stick to door knocking. I'm just going to stick to face to face. Now you got to do it. There's no more excuse. You have to start doing more videos. And if you really want to get to the next level, you've got to do live, uh, either Instagram or Facebook. And, and, when I say do the video and I say go live, I'm not talking about pushing the sale. I'm not talking about begging for business. I'm talking about getting on there and do, be the beacon of light, be the 
um, the expert in, in your industry and provide stats. Tell people what's going on in the market because a lot of people think that aren't in this business that real estate's coming to a halt. It's not the case. Provide people with the accurate information that they need to make an educated decision because there's still people that need to buy and sell homes. I, I just had a guy yesterday uh, that went, we went and saw a home because he has to buy a home in the next 30 days. So um, I would say keep your momentum by staying in touch with people and start doing video. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. It doesn't have to be. Just start providing people with stats and information so that you are, are perceived as the expert in your area. So there's one big component to the show, which is know what to do and say, and there's different mediums. I bring this up pretty much every episode is one medium is a telephone. The next medium is email and the next medium is video and not saying those are the only mediums, but tends to be some of the most common and frequent ones. Um, what I love about your success story is that you've been able to master really two of the big ones. You've been able to master the phone right and transmitting the message to the homeowner qualifying them and getting the now business to people who need to buy or sell which i'd love to get into the scripts and the lead types and the conversations and the flow that you're engaging with on i would call it the telephone medium but then to finish up where we're at right now i'd love to give the audience what that same what to say and what to do on the video side because if you're not following james uh let's drop your uh, let's drop your i think your might be one of the best places if we put that in the link in the chat right now they can see like what you do and what you say and how you show up you've got kind of a style brand you've created uh, maybe that's not for everybody but let's at least talk sure, about, yeah. but let, let's at least talk about what you have discovered on that side of the equation to give agents some real details around what you've just offered well <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there i mean i guess if you want to start talking about branding and stuff that's a whole nother thing but um, I mean, do you want to talk about what I think people should do videos on or, or do you want to talk more about the branding aspect or I think the most important thing to speak on is what you actually do and what actually uh -huh. works. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> there's so much, it, it's tough to narrow it down. You know, I, I always, when you say what works, you mean for lead generation, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Let's, let's keep or, it to lead gen right now. Okay, so first and foremost, I mean, making the calls works. Um, using Red X, it, it works. I mean, not to keep pushing Red X, but it's 100% true. Ma making the calls to the, the buyers, potential buyers and sellers in the marketplace and providing them with the information they need to make an accurate decision or to make an educated decision works. So first and foremost, I would say you've got to keep calling the expired listings. You've got to keep making the just list of just sold calls because people don't understand what's going on in the market. Um, but going back to the video, a lot of people say, I don't know what to say. And I would say to that, keep it simple. Number one, provide the stats of what provide just stats, just give statistics, say, Hey, I just want to update everyone following me of what's gone on in our marketplace over the last two weeks. Here's the amount of sold homes. Here's the amount of homes that went pending. Here's the amount of homes that uh, hit the market. Here's the average price point. I know it sounds very simple, and I know it sounds, oh, geez, James, what's that going to do? But I promise you, when you are 
when you are showing everyone that follows you on your Facebook, your Instagram, that you are the expert in the area, now when people have a question, uh, my mom just passed away and I don't know what to do with her home. You know, uh, these types of questions that come up regarding real estate, you're right in front of them. You're, you're giving them information regarding real estate. Who do you think they're going to turn to when they have a question? So I would start with those things when you, when you make a video. Next, ask your, ask your audience or, or give your audience two talking points so, or two questions and answer them. So say, you know, what's an appraisal and, and uh, what is a termite inspection? Just simple real estate questions. It, and this is for people that if you don't know what to say or what to make a video about, ask two simple questions and answer them for the audience. And these, again, are things that will show people that you are an expert in this field and that you're the person to reach out to when they have a question, when they need to sell, when they need to buy. Uh, the, these are the types of things that people should be talking about on video daily, to be honest. And it, it doesn't need to be an hour-long video. It can be a two-minute video answering these questions. You get in, you get off, and, and you give people information that they might not have already known. The statistics side of things seems really almost like just listed, just sold messaging, right? Transformed, not from the call to an individual, but to your Facebook group or your Instagram profile. So it almost seems like the same information, just basically recycle that same script, that same approach with the actual numbers and details, depending on the area. And then you can just almost do that as if you don't have anything else to fall back on, it seems to be one of the most simplest and effective scripts I've actually heard agents use. 100% and it allows you to reach a large audience in a very short amount of time. You know, if you have 2,000 people on your Facebook and obviously Facebook limits how many people see it, but even if it's a couple hundred, for you to, to call each one of those hundred people, you know, it would take you hours. But you can make a two-minute video and now 250 people have seen it um, for free essentially, uh, you know, it's, it's a no brainer. It must be done. And, and this is not to say that all you need to do is sit and make a video every day. These things need to be done in addition to what you already are doing. Prospecting, you know, you're not door knocking right now, but you're calling, calling your past clients. Um, I always say this because I think it was Tim and Julie Harris. Uh, I'll give them a shout out. Um, they have a real estate coaching program. They always, this always stuck with me that your prospecting needs to be like a wheel. And the more spoke you have in your wheel, the stronger your wheel is going to be. So if each spoke is a form of, of getting business, you know, you're calling just listed, just sold, you're calling past clients, you're calling expires, you're doing videos. Now, the more of those you have, the stronger your wheel becomes. And, and, Let's say you're averaging, you know, one lead per spoke and you've got 10 spokes uh, that you're focusing on consistently, you know, um, you're going to have no, no end. Everyone says, I need more leads. I need more leads. Well, do all these things. You're going to have more leads and you know what to do with. Thank you for that wonderful setup because my next question to you is let's focus on the biggest, fattest spoke right now that you see. What are you doing there? What are you saying there? And what kind of opportunity awaits anybody else who pursues it? Well, 
you know, I keep, I hate to keep hounding, hounding this video thing. Um, I always think prospecting is going to be the number one. You know, there, there's no replacing conversations one-on-one -on -one with people about real estate. That's just, that's just not ever going to go away. Um, but secondarily to that, and especially with everything that's going on right now, because we're in a shift, make no mistake about it. And I, and I'll, I can talk about that here in a minute, what I think is going to happen in the real estate market. But um, providing information, and, and for the first time, I will say this, because I'm, I'm I look at this business as it, what it is. It's a sales business. So I believe we all need to be good salesmen and women in this business. So uh, for the very first time, I'm going to say this. And a lot of people have said it before, and I kind of look at it as, as hocus, kind of hippy-dippy crap, in my opinion. But at this point, we need to scale back a little bit on the sales stuff, in, in my opinion, and, and focus more on information and providing accurate information. Because now is a time for this shift that's going to end up happening. And people don't need to be pressured into buying or selling. They need the accurate information to make an educated decision on what they want to do. And a lot of agents, you're going to find the, the, the onesie, twosie agents that only sell a couple homes a year, they're all going to leave the industry. Um, and they're going to be forced out of the industry. And now it's time for good agents that have their finger on the pulse of their community and their market to step up and, and make these educational videos on a regular basis. And I really think that that is, is second to prospecting. I think that's the next... And I don't want to say the next big thing because it's been the the big thing. But now more than ever, you got to start being that that beacon of light. You know that that expert uh, in the in your local market because it's 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 never been more important than it is right now. And even for myself, I've I've had to notice like, hey, you got to start stepping up and doing more video because I I just wasn't doing enough, and I'm still not to be to be 100 percent honest. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 in the schedule now. I love. I love it. And I want to make my next statement with a little bit of a caveat is that I or we or Red X don't endorse any particular methodology or approach. Uh, so what I'm about to say is really just a exercise in trying to take what you've said, James, and apply it to the hundreds, if not thousands of agents who are going to watch this video. Some of them and many, many of them are customers with our tools and services. And so I think, again, there's the stability, which is the mindset. There's the opportunity, which you've just defined. And then I think now the next step in our conversation today is the action. And so I'd love to maybe roll into some action steps that agents can take what you've laid out and combine them and get value out of our products and services. And so if I heard you correctly, I'm going to replay this is the opportunity is to make videos. The opportunity is to understand your market at that and provide information and the ways you provide information are really two ways one over the phone and two over the video or i don't know what a video camera hand gesture looks <laughs> like but let's just say i yeah, right video uh old school video right yeah, uh, and that maybe some action tips if you're a geoleads customer right now listening and watching this you have geoleads you use geoleads um that yes. you could pretty much create a video for every neighborhood or farm area draw a circle, map, square, whatever it is, and then yep. 
essentially, and maybe you already know where I'm going with this and you want to pick up on what I'm saying because it's probably better coming out of your mouth than mine, but sure. yeah, you want to do that? Okay. And I've done it. I've done it. I've done what I think where you're going and I've physically recorded short videos and sent them out to um, expire listings, uh, circle prospecting numbers. Um, it's, it's a way to get a face and you know, I'd probably look a little more professional on the video. I probably wouldn't have a hat on, but it's a good way to get your face and your message in someone's hand. You know, not everyone in your marketplace is going to follow you on Facebook. So how do you get a video in front of those people? You know, Red X has the numbers. Red X has the cell phone numbers. So, you know, um, like you had mentioned your, your, uh, you know, caveat to all this and, and your, Hey, we're not endorsing this or that, but, you know, there are ways to, to kind of mass to a, a certain area, you know, so you have to, um, and I, and I would say even more so to the people you've already made a connection with. So let's say you've already spoken to someone that is now a lead um, and you've, you've had a good conversation. Those are the perfect type of people to send a video to with a market update. Hey, I know we spoke, uh, a month ago or hey I know we spoke two weeks ago and you were considering making a move here's what's gone on in those two weeks X Y and Z has happened let me know you know how I can help you with the next the next step so um, yeah absolutely using the numbers provided to you and, and using the technology that's right in front of you to send out these market update videos is uh, there's no limit to the amount of times that you can do it first and foremost and there's no limit to the amount of results that you can get you scratched upon where I was hoping you would go next. And so let me, bring, <laughs> let, let me bring us back to the itch. Um, All right. So caveats aside, this is now a question. And so you can say pretty much anything that's not discriminating or illegal or defamationist, if that's a word, um, which would it be, is it is now, we just invented it, which is how you get your message to those people. I love how you said there's a lot of people who aren't going to follow you on Facebook, which I know everybody listening to is going to say, yeah, but my market and everybody I really want to reach isn't necessarily there. How do I get these videos to them? And then you kind of scratched at that. Can you maybe give a little bit deeper on how you get those videos to people who are not necessarily your followers? Uh, well, I, again, I use, and this is just me, I, I don't have, um, I'm sure there's other services or ways to do this, but I, I, I use basically the Red X GLE. So that, that's what I use. Now, I don't, I don't know if that's where you're going with it or not, but that's the way I, I physically do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. Sorry, I want you ahead. just to, I just want you to cover how you do it and we'll yeah. let whatever comes out. So, good. It's, it's easier if I've already got a, a video canned and ready to go. You know, it's hard to make one for every single person. Um, but, you know, I will take the geo leads and either I'll do them one by one. And a lot of times I'm doing these simultaneously. So I will be on a landline and I'll be dialing on a headset. And uh, I do this more for expires. So I'll be dialing. Number. And as I'm dialing it, I'll be putting it into my cell phone. So I'm on the landline on one, I'm on my cell phone on the other, and I'm multitasking here. But I'll, I'll physically enter in the number and shoot off a video if I don't get an answer. So I'm almost hitting them from both sides 
um, while I'm doing my, my calls. So that, that's how I do it. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know. And if anyone watching this knows of a good way that you can upload a Excel sheet to do a mass text for video, let me know what that service is because I have not yet discovered it. But um, that's, that's what I do. And um, I found it to be, I, I found that I get more response. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so we do have a question from Amanda, who's uh -huh. always on the show. Thank you, Amanda, for showing up and uh, hope we're really helping out. So she asks, do you recommend the videos include agents speaking about a topic and or do you recommend a mixture of that which is pure information such as graphics and charts so is it usually just you talking or is there some sort of infographic or um visual i wish i was a, a good enough editor to have all that but it, it's just me given the given the statistics you know if, if you're if you can take it to another level where you've got the the charts and you can integrate those in or maybe you're going to do a whiteboard and just write stuff on there I think that's maybe even better and maybe you're going to connect more with people that may be a little more visual. But for me personally, it's just me spouting off the stats and answering questions. Uh, I keep it simple. Yeah. I think for Amanda and people who are thinking similarly, uh, KCM keeping current matters offers slide decks every month on kind of major macro kind of conversations, keeping current matters. And I think there might be an easy way if you use like, Google Meet, you can record your own episode and just present and then put your slides over and talk over it. Or if you have a Mac, actually, you can just use QuickTime. It's a built-in free program and screen record and just talk into the mic while you flip through slides. And that could be a, an easy way to create, like, essentially talking videos that go into maybe a little bit of what Amanda's offering. Uh, you know, and I've got to give Red X a lot of credit. You whole pandemic thing really hit uh, initially and people were told to stay indoors. Red X provided some great statistics in, and that I actually used in one of my live videos uh, that were referencing back to the last five recessions mm. and how the housing market responded uh, during those last five recessions. You know, and I, I integrated, I literally screenshotted what Red X had provided, and um, so I got to give you credit because I was able to use those statistics and, and give some information because a lot of people always, you know, correlate an economic downturn with a housing downturn, and that's those. And it's interesting to be able to you know get people's feedback on that once they once they're given the right information that hey that's not always the case you know and it's, and it's never you know I think now again more than ever like I said. You don't want to sugarcoat things. If the market does take a downturn, you don't want to be the agent that, hey, it's still a great time to do X, Y, or Z. You want to, you just want to give them the accurate and true information because people are going to respect that more than you BSing them and, and basically lying to them. You know, give the stats. The stats will tell the truth and then they can make a decision from there. You really speak to two things. One, if you're interested in those slides, everyone at home listening to this right now, Go to uh, scroll down on this page if you're on the redx.com and look for a Dave Childers, his episode. All the, all the slides and stats are both in that video and you can download them from the resource link in there. And so if 
anybody wants to grab the full deck, that's on that page. I'm sure someone behind the scenes right now on the team is going to pop a link into the chat so you can, people can jump right there and get that. And then uh, David Knox, who was a guest episode a while ago, said, don't, out, don't offer advice, offer feedback. You can be wrong on your advice, but if you offer feedback, which is what you're talking about, that's the place to help people make informed, educated decisions from. Yep, absolutely. You know, you already uh, answered one of my questions from ahead of time here, which is about SMS and text messaging. That's something, something agents are doing more and more of. And if there was anything else that you wanted to add to that conversation around how to ethically, legally, and effectively, I think it's those three things, uh, use text to help your business, your leads, your customers, your sphere of influence. We'd love to kind of hear the whole big picture around that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not up on all the legal ramifications of using SMS. But, um, you know, I'll speak on two things, you know. Text is one of them. You know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm texting the uh, numbers that I'm calling almost simultaneously to when I'm calling them. Um, and, and once I messages being sent off. So that's one way that I'm, I'm kind of doing it by hand. It's, it might not be the most efficient way, but I'm kind of killing two birds with one phone while I'm dialing one, I'm texting the other. Um, but similar to text, Something that I've been using a lot more recently is just direct messaging and private messaging via Instagram and via Facebook. Um, because, again, a lot of people aren't working right now or they're working from home and they're in front of their computer or they're on their phone. And I've just been reaching out and, and, and trying to keep that momentum by reaching out to friends, fellow business owners locally here, past clients, family members. And just shooting a text and just and and genuinely you know asking them how they're doing. You know, I hope you're healthy, I hope you're safe. Not even a, a conversation about real estate necessarily. If you're doing all these other things we've talked about, the videos, the branding, the, the calls, they know who you are, they know what you do. But when they're getting a genuine uh, inquiry from you just to see how they're doing, how their family's doing, it goes a long way and and again keeps you top of mind. So I've been not only integrating the uh, SMS and the text message into the prospecting, but when it comes to the past client and, you know, lead follow-up and, and sphere of influence, I've been using a lot more direct message mm. and I've gotten a, a really positive response from that. I think right and, now, and, yeah. And referrals. <laughs> well, you're, you're taking this conversation down a route I wish we had double the amount of time for because We've already just illuminated some minds in the audience who are asking about your SMSing. That sounds weird. Um, are you SMSing right now? They want to know the script. Uh, they want to know what you're sending. And so I'm sure it's nothing complicated. Would you mind giving us some verbal on as you're doing that multitasking, pull, what you're sending out? I'm pulling, uh, I'm pulling something up right now. Um, it's almost word for word. And I can even send this. Uh, send this to you because I have them all kind of saved on my phone as uh, kind of uh, what's the word templates. Yeah, if you um, want to screenshot so them, that'd be great. Just send them over to me. We'll get them into the post show. Yeah, I will. And um, this would be like for an older expired. And you know, I won't go through the whole thing. I'll send them to you guys so you you know you can share with the audience there. 
But essentially, it just says, you know, I saw your, your home was on the market. This is for, I have some for new expireds, and I have some for older expireds, which would be, you know, maybe three to six months old. Um, but essentially, it just says, you know, that we, I saw your home was on the market a, a while back. Um, I specialize in, in helping people relist their property. So I, 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 I kind of hone in on this is what I specialize in. Hmm. I'm not just an agent, but I specialize in people that had their home on the market before and it didn't end up selling. And then uh, I kind of leave it with, you know, if you could get the same price or more, is that something you'd be interested in? And I, and that's a text that I fire off with a link to my Zillow profile, which obviously has a lot of positive reviews, a lot of recent sales, so they can see who is this person, what, you know, what do they want. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the templates for both new expireds and old expireds that I send off. And is that just expireds that you do texting to in, in that simultaneous no. way or what other lead types? Yeah. Do I've got just listed, just sold, but that can vary based on what we just listed or just sold. But it's essentially just sold for this much. If you could get that much or more for your property, would you, you know, consider making a move? And again, I always provide some sort of a maybe website link, or in my case, I put Zillow my profile so they can see recent reviews, recent sales, and uh, my my pretty mug. <laughs> they can put a face to the name, you know. It's not just a a random number. It's they can go and say, okay, this is who this is. Does everybody get a Shelby sold hat when they buy from you? That's all with you. Well, we've got these. I, I got these homeowner ones now. So we've been giving these to buyers once they purchase their home. And uh, we're just, you know, you got to have fun with it, man. I've always wanted to own a clothing company and, and that dream didn't come true yet. But uh, if you own a real estate company, why can't you make some clothes? You know, have fun with it. I love it. Yeah. You've got such a style to you. And especially if people haven't checked out your Instagram page, they should. They'll see kind of the brand that you've created as well as some of the lead generation style videos. And I think that will be one of the best places as we wrap things up for agents to go to and get a, a feel for what you've created for yourself and your community. And I'm sure because it's out there, you don't mind them borrowing any of those ideas. No, not at all. You know, take, take what I do, put your own spin on it. I mean, that that's all any of us do really. I mean, it, it, if you look at all the things that have been done, it's just sort of a, everyone's copied someone out throughout history, you know, even all the music we've got now kind of sounds like something that came out before just with its own twist on it. So absolutely take, take what I have and use it. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so James, if there's kind of some final thoughts, wrapping things up right now for the agents out there who need some direction, maybe need some stability in their focus, which has been a huge part of our conversation today, what resources or thoughts could you guide them towards right now? You know, um, when it comes to resources, I mean, obviously, you know, everything you need is on, on your cell phone. So, you know, when it comes to apps, when it comes to, you know, what, what we need to contact people, it's all right there. You know, there, there's no magic pill. It's just uh, focus on your prospecting. Two, two to three hours a day, whatever that looks like for you. You know, I've really, I've really changed over the years of what I think that has to be. I don't think there's any one thing it has to be. You know, it just has to be you having conversation with new people every day um, about real estate. 
Um, whether that's door knocking when, when all this blows over, whether, whether that's direct messaging people, whatever that looks like, focus on it, you know? And, and I would say at the end of the day, the market is never going to, and, and, and I want to be clear on this. I a hundred percent believe this. So for all the agents that might be scared or freaking out, the market doesn't dictate the amount of transactions that you do. It's just going to be the amount of effort and the amount of work that you put in on a daily basis. It's not going to be the market. People are buying and selling in every market down up in the middle. There's always transactions happening. So if you ever get discouraged or you think nothing's going on, your MLS and see how many homes just sold that day. There's always transactions going on. The question is, are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to be a participant in it? Or are you going to be, you know, in the stands watching? And ultimately that's, that's up to, to each and every person individually to answer. So don't, don't worry, you know, don't, don't fear the shift that is inevitable. Be a part of it, jump in and, and just start playing the game. You know, everyone's a critic. The spectators cheer and, and boo the loudest, uh, but it's the players in the game that are getting paid, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, you know, everyone's a critic, everyone ever wants to cheer or boo, but it's it's always the players that are that are making the money. Hey, James, you know what this is right here? This is the, it's the microphone dropping. You did a great job with that, leaving that with everybody. And if anybody who's watched this today, both live, or the recording got any value out of this enjoyed anything that James shared with us please give us like some thumbs up some claps some hellos some woohoos in the comments on this it really makes a difference to both James me the rest of the team who's behind the scenes who put these together for you every day we're always trying to find agents who have unique perspective on life on business prosperity and productivity especially during this time and so we love coming on here and doing the best job we can for you, you as an audience member, helps us feel connected to what's important. So when you share your positivity, you share your questions, you engage with us, it makes it feel like we're a community of people getting through this together. And so I feel grateful for having James jump in with us, taking time out of his day, Maurice, Robert, Amanda, Dan, all our fan favorites coming back and engaging with us. Thank you so much for making this a community, a tribe of agents who are hustling, hustling for hope and uh, making a difference in the day. So last couple of announcements before we wrap up. James, please stay with us on the post show after we go off live for everybody else. If you're not a member of the Elite Prospectors group, after the show, we're gonna post this video and recording. We're gonna invite James in afterwards for him to do some post show Q&A. And so if you're not in that group, we're gonna post the link right now in the chat so you can go join that group and interact with James and all our other speakers and guests. That group is growing rapidly and fast. So that's another place we can have these conversations. If you're already a customer and you have other ideas you wanna share engage with the customer community, go to the Red X forum inside of Vortex. That's a fantastic place to learn more, see more, ask more. And then just to put a final wrap on who's coming up for the rest of the week, we've got Mike Lafito and Viral Workman coming up in the next two days. These guys are amazing people you have got to hear. Uh, Viral's a coach. I've known him for over a decade. He's got some fantastic, legendary approaches to making new waves, big waves, better waves in your market. And uh, Mike, he's become somewhat of a guru in, I think, the luxury market. And so these are great people. So that's a wrap for today. I am your host, Justin Zimmer.
Good to be back. I'll probably shave tomorrow. Wearing the tie, dress up for success. Showing up for you guys, James. Thanks so much. Stay with us. Until then, everybody, stay safe, stay positive, stay productive. See y'all tomorrow, 1.30, Mountain Time. 